Ugh, I can't believe that I, Dio, keep falling into the same trap over and over. Why? Why is this happening? Why can't I stop time? I'm the ultimate life form. How is it that I cannot evade death when it is so simple? I just... His name! We come in here every time to battle this Colosseum, and every time we explode. I can't even see him. Where is he? You! You over there! Yes. Why do you not seem to care that we keep exploding? I mean, it's nothing new to me. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, let me get this straight. We're in an infinite death loop. Is this your first time? Yes, of course it is. You see, that's where your that that's where your issue is. Hi, Diavolo, former mafia boss. Now in two infinite death loops. Two. You must have no dignity. Killer Queen, Dust. Hey everybody, welcome back to No Dignity. I am your host Alejandro Vargas and with me, and here my co-host uh Ohio Gozaimas. It's me, Kai Hamada. No, wait, that's not right. Um it's me, Chris Ng. I am not Kai Hamada. I am not on Mario Cho Radio as much as I wish I were. Oh, we all wish we were. Okay. T today. Today is our first uh well, not our first, our second listener submitted topic. Mm -hmm. It comes from Owen, and uh, Owen wrote us an email, which you can do at nodignitypodcast at gmail.com, and the question is, if Dio, in his final form, Ultimate Cars, Yoshikage Kira with Bites the Dust, Diavolo and Pucci were all in a battle together in, let's say, the Coliseum, who would win? His money is on Cars or Kira. <laughs> um, my money is on Kira. Um, for the simple fact that Bites the Dust is infinite. Okay, okay. So I, I want to break this up into two things. I want to Let's talk ability, and then let's talk about personality. Because at first, this seemed like a pretty simple question. And then the more I thought about it, and the more I thought about it, and the more I thought about it, it felt like it got deeper. And plus, we have a whole That's hour true. to fill. So we're going <laughs> to split this now. Okay. So, ability. Let's go one by one. Dio in his final form. So are we assuming then he has drank Joseph Joestar's blood? Yes, it is post-Joseph uh, um, drank. So his time stop maximum is 11 seconds. Yes. His vampire powers are at full recovery speed. Well, maybe not quite full. No. He, pretty high. The, the vampire powers are just recovery. It's not even anything else vampire-esque. Um, well, that's... Okay, are we assuming that he can't use them or he doesn't use them? We're assuming that he doesn't. I don't think it's that he can't use his eye lasers in part three. I just think that he doesn't. Because why would you when you can freeze time and don't add a guy? Yeah, exactly. He only had to eye laser when he was ahead. This is true. So we're going to say he has stingy beam eyes. He can freeze people with his hand. Um, stop time punch hard, mm -hmm. drink blood, make a half man, half cat if he had to. Um, known weaknesses. Sunlight. And Hamon. Sunlight, Hamon, swords, uh, his weak shin. 
<laughs> he said himself his left side was healing slower than his right side, so, you know, that's his fault for leading with a left kick. Exactly. You see, if he would have led with a right kick or, like, even, like, a right jab, uh, we wouldn't have... <laughs> we, we wouldn't have part six. This, this is true. <laughs> so, a pretty, pretty terrifying set of abilities. Theo is, of course, one of the primary antagonists, so uh, he gets the, that level of villainy. Um, you know, he also has the passion, which we talked about in previous episode. Jonathan Joestar's permit uh, purple-like stand, which apparently gives him the ability to understand other people's emotions. Are we assuming he has that with him as well? I mean, he's always had it with him. It's just that never used it. Okay, so we're just gonna we're gonna chalk it up on the list, though, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Ultimate cars. Run it down for me. Ay, 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 ay. Ultimate cars. All right. He is the ultimate life form. He can shift. He can shape shift any part of his body into like animal and or anything natural that occurs on the earth. Um, we know that he can turn his skin into crab shell. We know that he can es- essentially escape lava. He can make small, ferocious killer animals, a.k.a. killer squirrel. Um, his weaknesses are sunlight, and that's it. And the vacuum of <laughs> space. So, I mean, he had sunlight, but after an <laughs> ultimate form, his sunlight is not an issue. Nor is Hamon, because yeah, now he can use it. Um, it, it... <laughs> oh, yeah, he has Hamon powers now. Right. Uh, so that 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 gives him a, another edge here. Uh, I think Cars is going to be rough to beat. I'm going to be honest with you. He is a pillar man, and as we talked about last week, uh, Wamu by himself is just like absolutely terrifying. So yes, um, we'll go. We'll keep, we'll keep pushing on. Oh, he's got his little sword arm. I still. I guess he could still do the sword arm. Still do the chainsaw arm. All right. Uh, I'll let you have your your favorite dude, Yoshikage Kira. Alright, Yoshikage Kira, uh, Mr. I'm 33 years old himself, uh, his stand killer queen turns anything into a bomb, he has sheer heart attack, uh, which lets people, uh, which lets a small moving bomb track the, um, largest heat signature in the area, uh, and explodes on contact, um, he also has Bites the Dust, which is an ability that lets him put Killer Queen on someone else and given a certain set of circumstances it can trigger Killer Queen uh, the subject blows up and anyone else who is involved with triggering Killer Queen blows up and the day is reset he has no recollection of what happened before the reset right but it, he time warps back in about an hour yeah or about an hour uh, pretty impressive set of abilities a heavy contender in this battle uh, we also have Diavolo King Crimson, um, the ability to skip time about 10 seconds. Uh, he can't affect anything during that skipped time, but he can reposition himself and avoid things that would hurt him. Very useful. He also has the substand epitaph, which lets him see a premonition of the future about 10 seconds, so he can coordinate his two powers. Concurrently, King Crimson, not a pushover in the physical department, clearly has the physical strength of Donut. Um, 
multiple. Well, I don't know if it's on the level of the world or Star Platinum, but still pretty strong. I'd say that maybe it's not in the same physical level as the world, because it did have a harder time donutting Bucciarati than the world had with Kakyoin. Yeah, I think the world and Star Platinum are probably at the top tier of physical power. Um, I don't think any Part 5 stand is actually in that same realm, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. And then Enrico Pucci. Enrico Pucci. His stand, okay. White Snake. It lets him. St- are we are we assuming White Snake? Because it doesn't specify. So I assume we're not using Made in Heaven because that would be. Like... No, he'd win. Like immediately, yeah, he would win. Um, I'm. I was assuming either White Snake or Sea Moon. Let's go White Snake. I think that's a more interesting conversation. Yeah. All right, White Snake. It is. Uh, White Snake has the ability to steal stands and memories from a person, and it can shoot a gun. <laughs> yes, it can shoot a gun. It also has that goopy hallucination spit. Yeah, I. They never really elaborate on that. Right. So we we've got that that's our lineup. For some reason they're all walking into the Coliseum and uh they're gonna duke it out. Yeah. You know, battle royale style. Yeah, last one standing wins. Okay, so your your theory is that Yoshikage Kira is gonna take this because Bites of the Dust is infinite. Lay it out for us. Alright. So uh the way I envision it is that Kira walks up inconspicuously to the Coliseum. Um he uses Killer Queen on, let's say, um, let's say Ultimate Cars, whenever he talks about how ultimate he is. Right? Okay. No, no, no. All it has right. to be Diavolo. No, no. It has to be Diavolo whenever he, <laughs> he gets genuinely angered. <laughs> okay. So, so the setup, or, you know, if Poochie's ever horny for Dio. Um, so point is, he has the setup, right? It can be one of those many things. And as soon as one of those things happens, boom, that's it. He's won. Everyone else just kind of dies. Um, and he gets to go back an hour. And it just keeps happening forever. Okay, so there's a problem with your theory. And what if they just stop doing it, right? Because they remember? Well, yeah, because the one person who doesn't die is the person that Bites the Dust is being used on. So of this whole group, there really isn't a person that you would want to let have that memory because they're going to remember and then they're going to somehow come back around and get you yeah hmm i'd say the because if you do it on is... diavolo right then then you have then he's going to skip time go behind kira and donut him before you can do anything about it right but would bites the dust counter that donut or would bites the dust only protect the person that it was set on bites the dust cannot hurt the person that is set on and also kira can't hurt that person either because remember he tries to punch Hayato and it doesn't work yeah yeah um I think the other part of it too is um I don't know that bites the dust can be used in a different trigger than the one that was shown okay so we're assuming that it was he, he said it was born out of the desire to avoid Josuke right yeah and so it was triggered in part four anytime someone was trying to find his identity. Do you think he can change that? Because I kind of think it's really just if someone tries to find his identity. I'd like to think that he can choose the trigger. Because uh, if not, 
Yeah, I mean, it is the first Requiem stand. Maybe it just works in ways that we don't know about. <sighs> okay. I still think, though, that if the target of Bites the Dust has its memory, each person is going to figure out a way around it. Dia will stop time and donut. Poochie will just take his stand. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good theory. I just think, I don't think, I don't know. I have a hard time picking anyone but other than Ultimate Cars, just from an ability standpoint. But what? He if... literally can't die. Wait, question. Can Kira set Bites the Dust on himself? I don't think he can. And actually, I forgot this other little detail. The only person Kira could use Bites the Dust on is Ultimate Cars. Yeah. Because, as Hayato points out, uh, he can't use it on other stand users. So, yeah, I was assuming it'd be Ultimate Cars. Okay. So, (laughs) Ultimate Cars is in for a bad time, but... Can he even die... I mean, okay, so let's say, let's put Kira's Bites the Dust out of the way. Let's just say he, he does primary bomb, right? Mm-hmm. And he just grabs him and tries to blow him up. Could that even work? I mean, that depends if the bomb is, um, that depends if the bomb puts effort, right? Like, does it, does the bomb just have the initial explosion? Does it explode until, like, the thing is destroyed? Um, that's a lot of, like, <laughs> looking deeper into it. Well, I think it it intentionally turns it to ash, right? Yeah. Like, that was its whole purpose. But as we saw when Josuke grabbed an ash of Hayato and regenerated his entire body, the ash on a cellular level must still be Hayato. <laughs> and so if there's a single ash left of <laughs> Ultimate Cars, won't he just build himself back up? It's got to be continuously destroying him. So maybe he'll just keep blowing up the ash if he chose to have it do that? Hmm. Cause remember, That's an interesting question. Remember, Ultimate Cars was dying in lava until he got the bright idea to turn his uh, um, outer layer to like air bubbles. Right. So Ultimate Cars isn't immortal. He can still die, but it's just much harder. And I mean, that's a big if. That's a big if that Kira could get close enough to touch Ultimate Cars. I mean, he could twist his body in every direction. <laughs> He can literally disassemble himself into tiny creatures and then re- reassemble himself. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a hard ask. I think the only ones who are going to be able to touch him are probably Dio. Mm-hmm. I probably probably just Dio because I don't I don't think Diavolo could understand what he was watching. <laughs> I mean, imagine looking at your hair and being like, "Wait, he's turning into what?" <laughs> How- what? What is this? Why is he 10 piranhas? Right. <laughs> okay, well, I think, you think Poochie would be able to get near him? Because he just takes away his memory, right? Because cars can't see oh, stands. here's a question. That's a question. Can he do that? Because hmm. cars can't see stands. That's true. And we, I mean, 100% Dio and Poochie are working together, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, there's no way that they're not going to work together. So, Dio uses the world to um pause time he places poochie closer to cars as soon as time resumes poochie uses a uh, white snake to steal his memory and then that's it hmm. that's a pretty good setup i mean and we can kind of assume that dia would be able to quickly figure out what cars was just because he has similar abilities right yeah he'd be able to guess that he's like a vampire-esque creature right 
But does he have enough arrogance to figure, like, well, I'll just kill him? Dio would play around with him first. I, I definitely... So, he, like, the first time, he stops time, walks over, like, punches him a bunch of times, watches cars fly across the room, and then he, like, puts himself back together, and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> this is a bigger issue than I thought. Right. I definitely uh, and then and, and does cars this is cars able to figure out what Dio can do in that first try? I'm thinking given enough time stops he'll be able to find out what he does. Either that or he just thinks that he's teleporting. I think Oh true. I think my my real question is like, would Diavolo and Dio be able to find out what each other were doing? Because huh. Can Diablo so, skip a time stop? Yeah, I mean, I've read so many arguments about this. I think, I think what it is is that to Diablo, it just perceives like Dio is teleporting, right? Like he freezes time, he moves, like something happens in that instantaneous second. It's just perceived as probably super speed. Yeah, he'd probably perceive it as some kind of super speed, maybe. Right, and so Diablo is going to be able to determine the results even, you know, because he gets 10 whole seconds of future vision, right? Yeah. So he would see what D- Dio was going to do or had already... Yeah, because I guess the problem is that let's say Diablo is focusing on Dio, right? Yeah. And Dio go Dio stops time, walks over, punches him a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Time starts again, he's going to fly across the room having gotten punched a bunch of times. Then Diablo is going to perceive that as one second he's standing there, the next second he's flying across the room having been punched <laughs> a bunch of times, right? No, but when he see like that time got stopped and that Dio's walking over and punching him, yeah, I think he I think he would see that at least it would look like he was teleporting, I think. And so he would still be able to skip that time. I think that he'd be able to see uh, I, maybe I th- not. I think that he he'd be able to see time stop and that so he'd know what was happening. Because, you know, time is an abstract concept. How is it supposed to how's his stand supposed to know that? I'm only supposed to be following linear time, not pause time. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. I, you see, I'm glad we didn't bring a funny Valentine into this because that would just make it even more complicated. (laughs) And funny Valentine would win, actually. So I guess for me, I guess, uh, now that you've said this, I I forgot about Poochie being able to take out Ultimate Cars' memory. Mm Mm-hmm. That kind of leaves him to open to Dio's manipulation. And you know he'll talk him over it, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't think Diavolo can hang against Dio. I actually saw a, a YouTube sprite animation about this that I kind of liked. I, I feel like it really thoroughly went through all the different options about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, once... Dio can figure out that Diablo can't affect things in skipped time, I think it's over. <laughs> it's just over at that point? Yeah, sorry. Your your connection must be uh, questionable. 
Yeah, sorry, audience. My connection says it's pretty good. Sorry, audience. I'm on that college uh, internet. Um, that college Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm on that college Everybody's Wi-Fi. Everybody's gaming right now. There are people who did bring their rigs, and I want to challenge them to um, uh, uh, to freaking uh, Mugen Jojo. <laughs> That's where we settle well, things. Can you tell them that you're doing a very important podcast and stop gaming? <laughs> Uh, I can't go across my whole residence hall and tell them that. Uh, I wish, I wish. Yeah. Okay, so I think I think ultimately, are we in agreement that Dio using Poochie is going to win this battle? I think he kind of is. Because he could just then steal Bites the Duck, or he could still Killer Queen and King Crimson at that point. So at that point, those two guys are just dudes. Yeah. Hey, granted, one of them is a stripper. But they're just dudes. Yeah, I think that's... I think on an ability level, because Poochie's there, and we know Poochie's going to be loyal to Dio, the combination of freezing time and deactivating your stand is pretty much pretty much all you're going to do. So, Yeah. You think that... You think Dio can stack stands? Uh, Emporio did. Okay, so what I'm what I'm assuming here is that um, Poochie takes uh, Killer Queen away from Kira. He gives it to Dio. Um, so Dio now is dual wielding the world and Killer Queen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I feel like Killer Queen and the world is like the perfect combination for Dio because it is just like one of them is just complete and utter destruction and the other one is like punching stuff until it's destroyed. Yeah, that's that's it. If he gets both of those, you're done. That's or it. You, There's nothing you, else you can do. Yeah, even if he gets uh, King Crimson, because he can see forward through time, erase time, and stop time. He's basically a whole TV remote. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's. Uh, yeah. I'm not crazy here. Okay. So on an ability level, I think, Owen, we're, we're just going to say it's Dio. I think Dio pulls it out in the end on an ability level. Yeah. Now, I, I want to talk about personality here for a second. Okay. Let's talk about So, I mean, it's this is just a, a fun battle scenario. They're all hanging out in the Coliseum for whatever reason, and they're going to fight. Mm-hmm. But the, re- the more I thought about this, the more I realized that all of these villains are cowards. Yeah. I mean, the villains, right? So none of them really take an action unless they think they're already going to win. Um, I'm- I mean... Kira, I can't even imagine why he would be there. Like, why would he fight? If he saw these guys and they're like, square up, he's like, no, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go home. <laughs> but, sir, he said right? if he were ever to get into a fight, he wouldn't lose. But he doesn't want to fight. He wants to live like a plant. Yeah. But, like... They don't know him. They don't care about him. He's just be like, I'm just going to go. Uh, okay, scenario. Find some statues of hands. Okay, scenario. Um... Kira's on a business trip to Europe, Italy, where the Coliseum is, right? Yeah. Uh, let's say it's the 80s, and um, Dio and Pucci, 
Poochie's showing him the Vatican, and Dio's like, oh yeah, wow, <laughs> religion. Hey, do you believe in gravity? Right? <laughs> and because it's Italy, you know Diablo's on patrol, right? He's barely starting to start up his gang. He just got the stand arrows. And uh, Cars just falls back to Earth, because why not? He was in the Coliseum in the first place. So Cars returns back home, and that's how they're all in that situation, right? Uh, Kira, okay. Kira, having murdered a tourist uh, lady that Dio was eyeing, uh, Dio sees that <laughs> uh, Dio sees that Kira had um, just like evaporated a lady, and he's like, "Ho ho!" And uh, he, oh, yeah, exactly. And Kira pulls his little sandwich baggy technique, and Dio. Um, <laughs> Dio has White Snake, a long range stand, steal a sandwich bag, bring it back to the Coliseum. Um, you know, Kira, he's trying to protect his identity. So he goes to the Coliseum, cars just shoots up from the ground. Uh, Diavolo is just like, why are all these like oddly dressed men in my Coliseum? And that's how the super fight starts. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna buy that setup because I like it. Yeah, and if we want to put a funny Valentine in there, all we have to do is say, "Oh, he jumped universes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm still unsure whether we should count Funny Valentine. I don't. I don't know. No, I I don't know enough about him yet to to uh, to really chime in. But um. Uh... I just so what's interesting to me is that every single one of these guys is is an absolute and total coward. We've got Dio who won't fight any of the Stardust Crusaders because he's still weak, and you know he knows he's going to lose his fight, so he's just going to hang back. Yeah. Cars, who notoriously said he would cheat because that's what he does. He's not yeah. a mul- noble and good warrior like Wamu. Yeah, Cars. Uh, uh, Cars says Kira no just wants to live a quiet life. <laughs> and Diavolo is a drug dealer. Well, it's also like one of the first times we see Diavolo, he's hiding under a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> he is hiding under a blanket. He pretends to be a 14-year-old boy to go outside. <laughs> he's hiding under a blanket and he's ha- like crying because he's had a bad day. <laughs> that's that's the enemy. <laughs> this is our villain. This is the big bad guy. Um, okay, I see what you mean. If we're going with who would try to escape first, I think it'd be Diavolo. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, think about it. Running away is real easy for him. He doesn't need the Joestar technique. Just skip some time and he's already like 10 feet away. Okay, so that's true. He probably could get away. Yeah. Plus, Diavolo's got a mafia. He can just, like, send out his other stand users, right? Right. But the other part of it, I guess where I was kind of going with this initially was that I think actually the bravest of this group is Poochie because he's the only one with a goal and, like, actively works toward it. That is true. And he also has three stands. Yeah, and he he it's like it's it's sort of interesting because what sort of irritates me a little bit about part 6 is that Pucci has a better 
Um, Pucci has like a better development arc and plot than Jolene does, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which makes for good writing because I did kind of sympathize with Pucci at moments. Like he just really wants this goal and he's put his entire life into it. And he really thinks he's going to make the world better by by going through with it. And I'm like, wow, this is like a, this is kind of a rough one to disagree with. I mean, he's a horrible person, so yeah, like kill him. But I mean, he just wants to see his man's again. That's it's a pretty good, yeah. it's a pretty good motive. Um, and I think when you're looking at ultimate cars really it feels like he's he deserves to dominate the entire world so that's that's a pretty strong personality trait there's a lot of pride going on in this fight dio thinks he's better cars thinks he's better there's definitely like some counter monologuing going on there oh i expect there to be a full like like copy pasta like kira yeah i mean it's worse than dragon ball z it's like four episodes of just villain monologues <laughs> I uh, it's it's nothing but monologue and like backstory and then they get into the fighting like three episodes like five episodes in yeah uh even then um, the beginning of the fight is like the cutaway to to be continued right and then you know it's just time stopping and skipping and and <laughs> like, imagine being a things spect- are imagine being a spectator it's a bunch of men yelling and like for some reason, like time just keeps skipping, and this one guy keeps ending up in different places. It's like you're watching a laggy video game. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, for sure. I wonder though. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, uh, Dio could lose this fight if they just if we set this during the day. <laughs> <laughs> he could. Uh, if we set this fight during the day, then he would definitely lose. Um. <laughs> That's a that's a pretty big stipulation. So I, I mean, he's he's like hiding in a shadow. Yeah, <laughs> like, I imagined this fight taking place at night, just because for like oh, dr- yeah. dramatic effect. Yeah, and then do we do we assume that cars with uh, his new Hamon abilities is gonna pull like some Joseph nonsense with it? I think that he's learned enough from Joseph where he actually can. Like, he's going to, like, send Hamon through his, like, blade thing. He's going to send, like, Hamon-infused squirrels and piranhas and birds. Yeah, and you think he's, he's like, going to be generating Hamon waves constantly, so that's how he's going to feel out stands? Like, I can sense it. I can sense that. I can sense that. You know, I hadn't thought about that. You think he can just generate a stand? It is natural. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. This is a rough one. Can cars generate a stand? Because we already talked about it's genetic based on the fact that uh, Giorno was able to replicate Coco Jumbo. Yeah. And if cars can literally manipulate his genes to grow wings... Could he just give himself a stand? <laughs> and then could he give himself any stand? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's scary. Oh, no. Yeah, he can just recreate the world. And then, like, that's it. There's no fight. It's it's just cars. And I think he would, he'd feel no shame in doing that. 
<laughs> well, except if he still gets hit with the memory blast. I mean, that's a pretty rough one to be standing there, uh, you know, mostly naked and it was like superpowers, not understanding what, what you're doing there. Like, what what is this? Yeah, that'd be tough. Also, with 10,000 years worth of memories, do you think it's like a like 10 box DVD collection that falls <laughs> out of his head? <laughs> It has like it has like the box too. It comes in box. <laughs> Cars season one. Cars season two. All the way up to season ten thousand. Which is like, what am I gonna do with all these? They're just flooding the Coliseum. I mean, I I, I already thought of um, I already thought of a name for um, uh, Cars' stand. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Uh, based off the Carlos um Zant- uh, Santana song uh winning um up oh, there it is there it is is just it's what he does he just recreates stance he wins that's it jeez so what we're seeing here is that ultimate cars is <laughs> he's finding a lot of workarounds huh so yeah i mean but then how does he figure does he need like a sample of their blood to be able to replicate their stand? I mean, I assume he didn't have a sample of piranha or squirrel blood in himself. Ah, crap, you're right. Well, no, that's not necessarily true because he walked around absorbing life for 10,000 years, right? Sure. But... Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. Can he generate the stand of anybody he's ever absorbed? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, can he like create other pillar men then? Hmm. You think he would have if he could? No, he didn't because he wanted to be ruler and he killed all the other ones. Yeah, he wanted to be ruler of the pillar men, so he killed the other pillar men. But let's just say for this fight, he can summon other pillar men. Oh, jeez. Okay. Could he? Can he create that much life out of nothing? I don't know. I mean, I thought it was kind of implied that he can just create an infinite amount of matter. Uh, if he replicates gold experience. <laughs> if he replicates gold then... experience, everyone's done. If he replicates gold experience requiem, everyone's done for infinity. I think if he replicates gold experience, he will take the pillars of the Colosseum and turn them literally into pillar men. He can do that. You think you think wow. you think Jorno can make pillar men? You think humans are, like, out of his range? No, because he makes human body parts all the time. (laughs) So he's just got to, like, find a big enough thing to make into an actual person. Oh, I mean, yeah, he could clone you, right? (laughs) Like, he could just clone you? (laughs) That's scary. He's the leader of a mafia, and he can virtually clone people, like, instantaneously. Yeah, but it it couldn't live on though, right? Because then he'd have to like constantly use his stand power to keep it active. I don't know. Because doesn't it revert back? Is there ever a a situation where he made something alive and it? I don't know. I don't see Jorno's hands turning back into brooches. Oh shoot! Oh oh crap! <laughs> oh no, you're right. <laughs> Okay, and all those all those cars that he turned into frogs. Yeah, exactly. They're not turning back into cars, are they? Oh no. <laughs> okay, so 
from what we got. Why didn't he just make Bucciarati again? <laughs> <laughs> that's a moral thing, sir. I guess that's true. It wouldn't be the same. It's like uh, Foo Fighters, right? It wouldn't be the same one. It wouldn't be the same. So from what we memory. <laughs> from what we got with this ultimate villain showdown is that Jorno is more powered than we realized, and he's not a villain. Oh man, but but like just on just on this terrifying thought, if if stands are genetic, you could replicate Bucciarati, stab him with a stand there, or now you have a new person with Zipperman. <laughs> <sighs> That's. Yeah. You could make 15 Naranchas and have your own Air Force. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 15. Okay. Yeah, that's that's now my... I think I've scared myself. All right, that's another one on the Giorno meter. Uh, that's another <laughs> Giorno's overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, final verdict is... Probably Dio if it's fast enough. I think. I mean, a lot of this I think is just whoever whoever goes like makes the first move is probably gonna win this thing. Yeah. It's literally just I guess who attacks first, uh, unless you're Diavolo because you're too busy dying during the fight. Right. <laughs> so it's whoever moves first. It's probably Dio. If Dio can go fast enough and get Pucci to take Cars' memory, then he wins. If he doesn't and Cars can figure out how to replicate stands, then he wins. Diavolo just gets the gets the short end of the stick on this one, huh? Well, look, his strength is in computers, um, drug selling, having a multiple personality (laughs) he can just pretend to be a 14 year old boy and walk out of there oh yeah that's true what if dopio just like nope i'm just gonna go back to dopio and like i don't know what i'm doing here leave me alone (laughs) okay so so fate really has chosen diavolo yeah here's here's how that happens um diavolo like lets dopio take control uh, and Kira sees this as an opportunity to escape. He's like, "Look, it's me, your friend. We have to get out of here. This is, we don't belong here at all." <laughs> and then, uh, as he's es- escorting Dopio out, he blows him up and then runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. I, I like the and, yeah. Go ahead. I like the idea. He just I, I like like the vision, like the visual from like an onlooker. Where's this dude just escorting a 14-year-old? Then the 14-year-old, like, pops out of nowhere, and the dude just starts running. Yep. Crackfit corner? Crackfit corner. I mean, you have a crackfit? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. Let's hear it. So I'm I'm watching I'm rewatching part four right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am at the episode with um. Why can I never remember his name? The lock. 
Mm-hmm. Tamashi. Yeah, so in the episode with Tamashi <laughs> fighting, uh, and you know, Koichi's finally hatched old Echoes, Act 1. So, you know, I'm watching through the Nijimura Brothers episodes. I'm watching Okuyasu fight um, Josuke. And I forgot how long, like, how far he can actually scrape space because Josuke was pretty far back. Um, Anyway, I'm watching this, and it occurs to me that the hand looks an awful lot like Sticky Fingers. Yes. Uh, Same color scheme. Same sort of sleek look. They've both got golden spikes and blue and white. They both have hand-themed names. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Um, and so your your theory, your counter theory was, obviously, Bucciarati and Okuyasu must somehow be related. <laughs> it only makes sense. I mean, we see that Dio and um, Giorno, their stands look similar. Then again, it's just being yellow. Yeah, I mean, so look, like, like uh, we know, Okuyasu had uh, an extended family, probably because um, his dad had various connections to the world, like the rest of the world. Otherwise, Dia would have never found him. Mm-hmm. We know that Okuyasu's dad had a stand of some sort, although we don't know what it is. Yes. Um. And it it seems logical that Bucciarati could be like a an Italian offshoot of maybe his mom. No, wait, I just came up with it. Mm. All right, so here's my timeline. You know how Bucciarati's parents got divorced. Um, what if the reason that his parents got divorced is because Bucciarati's dad found out that Bucciarati isn't his, when in fact, oh, st- Bucciarati's dad. <laughs> Is Mr. Nijimura. Ooh. Hmm. Do they look the same? I mean, they both have black hair. Um, their stands yeah, look pretty true. similar. Yeah, that's true. Um, Bucciarati's eyes are blue. Are Okiyasu's eyes? No, Okiyasu's eyes aren't blue. I think they're just black. But Keicho's are. But Keicho who is Okiyasu's brother, are blue, so it does run in the family. I mean, Keicho's a weird blonde kid in a <laughs> Japanese, a seemingly Japanese family. Yeah, and he's natural blonde, too. Right, because when he's a kid, it's like blonde, blonde, blonde. He's like a mini uh, Stroheim. Exactly. So, the idea here is that Bucciarati is a, uh, a long-lost Nijimura brother. And the oldest one, because uh, Bucciarati is slightly older. Bucciarati is born in 1980. Keicho, born in 1981. Okuyasu is born in 1983. Exactly. So it would fit. So there you have it. There you have the people. Also, uh, take a good look at Keicho's left earring from the mo- from the opening manga panel. Uh, what What is that? I, I don't know that one. It looks nearly exactly like Bucciarati's zipper. See, you, you, we all thought part five wasn't that connected to part four, but apparently it goes deep, everybody. It goes deep. Exactly. We have connected an Italian man who likes licking 14, who likes licking 15 year olds to uh, a dude that wants people to kill his dad. 
hey, what if uh, Sticky Fingers' uh, alter- alternate dimension is where the hand gets to send things? Oh, so the hand sends things? Yeah, to that dimension that, <laughs> that Butrati passes through. I mean, they can both warp space. It makes sense. Right? I just thought of that. Like he's unzipping stuff and he sees like, you know, uh, air bubbles and portions of signs and clumps of dirt and some girl's hair on fire. Butrai's like, that's weird. I wonder where that comes from. Where all this junk comes from. He finds Avdol in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out, please. It's been ten years. Please help me. And then Butrai just ignores it every single time. Yeah, well, Butcherai just gave him a swift kick and uh, sent him off into the part seven dimension. <laughs> At least <laughs> That's why also on the steel ball run. At least he's somewhere before he gets kicked out of the steel ball run race. Yeah, at least he survived it. Yeah, you can't say that about a lot of characters. <laughs> 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 so, all right, meme of the week. Uh, yeah, meme of the week. Uh, please start off with yours. Okay. Um, so this one came kind of out of nowhere. I was, but I was pleased with it when I found it. I'll just bring it up here for a second. <laughs> okay. So this one comes from it's from Reddit. It, the title is An Uncomfortable Truth, but Truth Nonetheless. It comes from user Enrico underscore Gucci. It is the three panels. The top panel is Straitso shooting his eye lasers. And it says me. And then the eye lasers, it says watching Netflix and liking dogs aren't personality traits. And then it's a shot of the Hamon charge shot glass uh, bending the laser back. <laughs> And it's it says uh, some girl on Twitter, and then it shows uh, Straitso getting zapped in the head with his own laser, and it's relabeled. Neither is being a JoJo fan. Oh, <laughs> uh, that hurts! But you know what? They're right. <laughs> it's hard summing up my personality without mentioning something about Iraqi. I mean. Uh... <sighs> That's scary. Look, look, I was actually watching a, I was reading a thread on r slash anime the other day saying like, I'm afraid to watch Jojo because I don't want to like be the obsessive fan that everyone else is. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a legitimate concern. And people in the thread were like, yeah, I thought they were annoying. And then I watched it. And then I was an obsessive fan too. <laughs> yeah. That's the sad truth. All right. Hit me. All right, all right. My meme of the week. Um, this is okay. So it says, um, this is by best dot jojo dot joseph on Instagram, um, and it says uh, Shigechi wins the lottery. Josuke and Okiyasu, and is a picture of Vladimir Lenin with like a giant like suit of communist armor, like a giant hammer and sickle. <laughs> yeah, you sent that earlier, and it's like uh, Warhammer forty k. <laughs> Levels of armor. <laughs> yeah. Josuke and Okiyasu demand redistribution of the wealth. <laughs> Josuke and Okiyasu. I mean, yeah. Everybody kind of contributed to that. Everybody did contribute to that. Exactly. That's why they uh, need. Josuke rewrote the, the thing, the phone number or whatever. Mm hmm. 
And it was Okuyasu's idea in the first place. <laughs> and Shigechi just got the parts. Right. But is it... Wait, did, did Josuke have to he ha- put it back together? No, no, no. He didn't put the lottery ticket back together. Okay. Um, it was only after he threatened um, Shigechi that he ripped it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what I understand here is that Shigechi did most of the work, and they demand uh, redistribution of the wealth. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a middle school kid, though. I mean, Josuke, Josuke's uh, grandfather died. They're now a single-income household. We have no idea what Tomoko does. But you know, he's got to protect his mom. But doesn't Okuyasu deserve that more? He's fully independent. Oh, but Okuyasu definitely needs money. <laughs> I don't even know how he's getting the money he has. <laughs> I don't know how he's getting by. Honestly, is it just like all the leftover cash from Dio? Uh, his house is pretty empty. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he eats free Italian food, so that's something. That that's why he's always at Tonio's. It's just he can't afford anything else, so he goes to eat the free food. Yeah, he, and plus, it's like the best. It's healthcare too. Oh, oh, that's true. See, Okiyasu's got those two things covered at once. Good old Tonio. Good old Tonio. He's he's feeding hungry teenagers. Did I send you that Twitter post somebody wrote about Tonio? Um, what was it? It was like he's the best stand user because he just he didn't know what stands were. <laughs> he just saw these little red guys and started helping people. Yeah, it's like he just wakes up one day, sees a bunch of angry radishes. He's like, "I'm going to help save the world," and he does. <laughs> like, I'm going to start cooking with these. <laughs> he didn't even know what they did at first. <laughs> he just thought it was okay to cook with them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little bit off script here. Uh, I want to make a, a recommendation for you JoJo fans. Um, I stumbled upon some remixed versions of songs. Oh, on YouTube, and they are totally my jam, and I've been listening to them nonstop. Um, it is by YouTube user, hold on, I gotta look, uh, Kirara, Ra, I think it is. Hold on, I'm gonna find it, because it's gonna bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right, yeah, so user is Kirara Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he or she, I'm not sure, uh, did part four, the Josuke's theme remix, that's really great, it's like my favorite one. In fact, I'm gonna put it in the podcast here. <laughs> Uh, there's he, they, they did Stardust Crusader theme, uh, Kira's theme, Okuyas, no, no, not Okuyasu, um, the Pillar Men song. <laughs> And it's like, I mean, there's there's a bunch of remixes, but they're all kind of loud and annoying and like in your face. And what I love about this person's remixes is that um, 
they're a little bit more subtle they're really melodic mm-hmm. and um they intersperse lines from the characters into the song which i think really makes it and they come at like perfect moments okay you see that's the first time i've heard someone doing that yeah i mean like the whole as listeners just heard and alex will hear later um the the beginning of the the diamond is unbreakable theme literally starts with the the Mario Cho radio announcer like pl- talking over it <laughs> and it just like it makes it it's just like wow it's so good and then later on Josuke talks and you know the Stardust Crusaders one Jotaro yells the platinum the world and it's just so good so check that out I really enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, like I said I've been listening to it non-stop I guess I'll have to go ahead and give it a listen uh, so should you audience Support your fellow JoJo creators. Yes, do. Please. They don't have a lot going on in their lives. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, this episode was brought to you by a listener, and you can communicate with us as well. We've got social media platforms, uh, Twitter, at NoDignityPod, Instagram, No underscore Dignity underscore podcast, email NoDignityPodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to anchor.fm slash NoDignity and send us an audio question. I'm, I'm still waiting for our first one. Um, love to play that on the air so we can hear your lovely voices as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, don't forget. We're, we're on Reddit. And I haven't really been doing a lot on that lately, but that's still uh, you slash the Dignity Podcast. And the fanfic is still going strong. Um, Destiny is unbreakable. I think I've done eight chapters. I don't know. But I'm having fun. People are enjoying it, getting some good feedback. Go check it out on Archive of Our Own. The primo JoJo fan fiction. (laughs) Um, Remember, we have a Twitter at NoDignityPod. If you'd like to uh, find more of my stuff, you can find me on YouTube at AsquidTV. I'm currently adjusting to college life, so that's why I sound a little different, and that's why I haven't been creating. That's my excuse this week, I promise. Um... (laughs) You find me on Instagram <laughs> at asquidv, Twitter at um, asquid, uh, yeah, Twitter at asquidv. Um, thank you. I've been Alejandro. I guess until next time, uh, we'll 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 see you all around. But hey, before we go, did you hear that uh, Koichi's favorite Pillarman is ACDC? Really? No, dignity. To be continued. <laughs>